Okay. Go ahead. Hey, I'm Michael. Well, I was Michael, but apparently I lost that title since I was gone. Apparently, I abdicated the fucking throne. So, uh, I'm back. She's Michael, and I'm back. How's it going, guys? (laughs) Um, and this is the Family Size Podcast, and it wouldn't be a family without my wife. Um, you probably can't hear her, but she is here on FaceTime because I wanted to go ahead and uh. This first segment before we actually get into the other segment before we actually get into the episode. Just want to get this out of the way. Well, I assume, real quick, just say where you went. Uh, well. Just say, like, I've I was been, gone because. I've been in. <laughs> I, well, I went up to Indiana to visit Alexandra while she was on her travel assignment. And we did some things, and I'm going to stretch those tales over multiple episodes so we don't have five hour one five-hour-long episode, and then I don't have shit to talk about for the next month. So, for starters, Madison, I have a bag. Do I close my eyes? No, you just take the bag from my hand. Oh, okay. And you open it, and you look at things, and my wife just wanted to... All this is for me? All this oh is... Oh, my God, it's Christmas! Oh, Christmas! Oh, Martha! What does he say? <gasps> I know it's not Halloween anymore. No, I don't give a crap. But that looks so you when we saw it. It is in Seattle. Oh, my gosh. So what are you looking at? Tell the audience. I'm looking at a dish rag. Well, a dish towel that would go like you would hang it on your oven or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got a cool pumpkin jack-o'-lantern with two little black cats coming out of it. Drawn type of thing. Not like picture. And it says Pike Place Market, Seattle, Washington. And it is so cool. It's like a cream, like a, well, like a eggshell white color. And it's like my favorite colors scheme. It's like perfect for my apartment. And it's got that sort of like vaguely spiky Halloween design. And it's like thick, like it's nice. Yeah. I love that. All right. Now these are all from like different places. I'm excited. This is a shirt. We got this in the Black Hills, South Dakota. (gasps) It's me. At the Welcome Center. <laughs> yeah. We got, I love these colors. We knew you would. Okay, so again, we've got like this light cream eggshell kind of color shirt. And it's got this, uh, is that a yak? Uh, I think it's a buffalo. Okay, buffalo. Um, or a bison, sorry. <laughs> okay. Something. Something like that uh, with uh, a hat on, like a, like a forest... What are they called? Like a safari hat or like a no, forest ranger? A forest ranger, forest ranger, hat. ranger And it's South Dakota, which I know someone from there, so I can show him a picture of this. That's fine. And it's got like these really cool colors, like mustard yellow, teal, this like salmon-y color, which are, again, my colors. And it looks like it's going to be very comfortable. Thank you so much. Yeah. We got dad... Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. We got dad like a a long sleeve one that was like a burnt orange type. Um, I don't know if I brought my phone in here. It's your. Oh, I'm dumb as fuck. Never mind. You can show me afterwards if you want. Uh, one second. Dad sent it to a group chat, so it was just so him. Oh gosh, I forgot you were in here, Riley. I'm so sorry. It is so him. As soon as I saw it, I was him like, Him and Mom yeah. both have shirts that are that color, too. 
Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah, and that's perfect. Look, look at that. We got that shirt and that hat for mom. That... Oh my gosh. Look, they're so happy. Yeah. Those are perfect, guys. Y'all did a great job. I thought that hat. Yeah, and you like got her. her um, you got her a dish towel as well. Uh, yeah, it's a cow jumping over a moon in that same sort of drawn design that's as cool. yours. All right. Now here's the thing. Whenever you were going, you said, "Do y'all want anything?" And I said, "You know me with my magnets and my stickers." And there's a whole fucking bag here. With stickers and magnets. Yeah. And I'm so excited right now. Yeah. So we've got a Chicago, the Windy City one. And again, the colors are perfect. <laughs> um, like a tur dark turquoise, red, orange, yellow, mustard yellow. Very cool. And that's like a that's like a sticker you would put. I mean, it's like vinyl. Um, sort of a preview of all the places we went as she yeah. reads where these things are from. <laughs> I, I don't ever have to go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I can just <laughs> pretend like I did. Uh, how do you say that? Anaconda. Ana uh, it looked like there were more letters than that. No, no, no. Montana. And it's like this cool, like, all light olive green color, and it's got a little bus on it going through the mountains. That is so neat. I love that. And it's another sticker. And this, I'm looking at, I'm eyeballing this one already. Yeah. La Push. La Push, baby. <laughs> She's not, but we were there. La push, and it's. I think that's her vibe. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, like it's yellow. It says La push Washington. Is that how you say that? Yeah. And then it's got teal and like this orangey color, and then yellow like a rainbow above it. Very like retro. Very cool. Yeah, if anyone watches Twilight and they remember the the beach trip from the first movie and like where Jacob and his tribe are from, uh, that that's where we were. Now this is a sticker. Right? Yeah, it's yep. a sticker. This is cool. It kind of reminds me of like uh, Bob's Burgers or something. Yeah, I feel you on that. Um, it says Pike Place Market. And it's the farmer's market. It's like a picture of it, like a drawn little picture of it. And it's that's really cool. We I've never right seen there. anything like this. I love that. All these colors are perf. Perfectiones. Perf McDurf. Okay, here's a little baby magnet. Oh, that's so cool. It kind of reminds me of like um, like a still photo from like Saturday Night Live or something. Yeah. That's really cool. And we'll post all these on Instagram so y'all can see it. Yeah, it's a yeah. little fridge magnet. And it's, again, it's that Pike Place. And then I've got a Chicago taxi. That is so cool. Y'all just got a bunch of little things that like... <laughs> I never thought about Chicago being all this stuff, like any of this, like the the taxi. I never would have thought about that. Yeah. That's so cool. And it's another sticker. It's a taxi. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. She got this when she went before I got up there because she took a trip to Chicago before I did. Okay. This is my version. Oh, that's so dope! It's a deep dish pizza. Is is Alexander's version? So it's a, it's like a, it's a your uh, typical like uh, rectangle fridge magnet, but it says it's supposed. It's like I love Chicago, but the heart is replaced with like a Chicago style a, hot dog. a Chicago style hot dog, and Alex's is a deep dish pizza. Y'all are sisters now. 
We were I guess y'all became sisters when we got married. Right. But, yeah. And here's another. Here's another. This is another fridge magnet for Chicago. Yeah, I that think I got so the cool. same thing for me. And it's got like the skyline. Such a big fucking city, by the way. Biggest city I've ever been in. This is another. This is a sticker. And it's got an octopus on it. And it says, I love Sha. Do you see it's in the shape of a heart? Oh, no, I didn't even realize. Yeah, I love that. The, uh, the She-Do Aquarium. That's so cool. <laughs> that is so cool. Man, y'all spoiled me. One and more thing. Last but not least, we got this in uh, Forks, Washington as well. Best for last. What? Right? I was like, dude, right there. It's like this. It's Okay, it's a magnet again, I think. Or a pen. No, it's, it's a magnet. magnet. It's a magnet shaped like a big like pen that you would put on like a vest or something. Yeah. And it's like this suede type of feeling um, mat, and it's a drawing, like this really cool retro kind of psychedelic drawing of Bigfoot in a tree, and it's got like that old retro sun behind him with the big beams and a, and a, a mountain and a waterfall and flowers, and it's in the coolest colors ever. So that is so dope. I love that. Y'all did so good. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I wasn't expecting all that. I was just, <laughs> I was expecting like, I, I guess I would forgotten all about it, honestly, but I know you guys with the magnets, I was just expecting like a magnet, like one magnet. Well, it's like every <laughs> souvenir shop we go into, we end up like our eyes catch things that remind us of you, mom, dad, and we're like, well, I guess, you know, we're shopping for all five of us again. <laughs> Man, thank you guys so much. No problem. Yeah. yeah, your mom, so six. <laughs> That's awesome. Y'all guys are so thoughtful. Thank you. Thank you so much. I can't even say thank you enough. <laughs> now I really got to bring it at Christmas. Oh, man. I ain't even got money like that, for real. All right. Do you want to <laughs> you wanna say bye to the audience, babe? Bye, audience. Say it again. Bye, audience. Bye, audience. Bye, bye. Alex. Bye. Thank you. Bye, Wait, no, you, you, she kissed, you kissed me. her. Kiss me. I'm your husband. There you go. Mwah. I did. All right. <laughs> Bye, babe. Bye. All right. Um, And then one more segment. Let me. I just threw my phone away and then almost said, let me go get my phone. Because I deadass forgot where it was again. So uh, I have stories to tell about my, my, my trip. I'm sure Madison has some updates. I don't. I have one very small update. If Madison, you want me to just say it, it's like five seconds long. That's all I have. Is it actually five seconds? Yeah, it's like it's gonna take like a matter of how long it t takes to tell you like what happened to me the other day, real quick, because it was a blip of a thing. Oh, uh, if you want to go, go ahead. Okay. So I was driving to fucking work, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm in the left turn lane. To turn on to Hillcrest from Greelot. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there like daydreaming and I'm looking up at to my left, which is there's like a CVS there. And I've, I've just been staring, right? Yeah. And I'm good. Like th this has nothing to do with the light or anything. And this pickup truck turns on to Greelot from Hillcrest. So it's passing my eye line. Okay. And I don't know what the fuck this asshole had up his ass, but all of a sudden I'm daydreaming. I feel that he's looking at me as he's passing. So I look at him and he's flipping me off. Nice. And I'm like, okay, um, 
what the fuck? Hmm. Anyway, that was my story. Of course, it was a pickup truck, right? Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, that's your story. And then I'm about to fucking take over the podcast. Um. But before I get into my personal uh, story, I just wanted to, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure I brought this up before. Um, but I just want to reiterate my stance on this topic due to uh, recent things that have been going on in the world. Um, as you may not have known, but as you may have known, uh, since 1948, um, the illegitimate settler colony of Israel has been trying to erase the nation of Palestine off the map. And uh, already, um, since October 8th, over 10,000 uh, Palestinians have been murdered by Israeli bombs. Um, and over half of those are children. And over half of the population of Gaza is actually children. Um, in the death sense, in the death census, they be where, fucking, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to make this any, but just to think about half of Gaza, more than half of Gaza is children means that the grownups are fucking, they're having all kinds of kids. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, it's very, um, it's a very loving culture that they have. And also just, I think that might be part of just that persistence. Like we're not, we're go- not going, we're not going away. Um, because that's, that's their home. Like there's literally, they have these things called birthright trips. Like literally all you have to do is prove that your mom is Jewish. It has to be your mom for some reason. And you could live in New York. You could live in London. Um, you can be Irish, although Irish people do not go for this shit, whatever. If you can prove that you're Jewish, the religion, even not just like the, the, you know, vague ethnicity of what it means to be Jewish. Right. Because if you start talking about what Semitic is, Palestinians are Semitic. Um, and you can go to this other place and they will remove people from their homes and give that house to you. So this is what the Israelis have been doing? Yeah, yes. Since 1948? Since 1948. Okay, I, didn't know, I don't know any of this stuff, guys. I'm not political at all. Yeah. I know that Michael has always said, like, free Palestine and stuff like that, but, like, I don't... I didn't know anything past that. Yeah, so um, so just to try to keep it recent, yeah, in the I, I call it a death census. I'm not sure what the real thing is, but you know, when they've been going over like who's all died during these bombings, you have to get past. Last time I checked, six pages before you get to people that are one years old. So that's not. What the fuck? That's not this Hamas that they're talking about that they're fighting and that's why they're there. Like they're they're bombing hospitals, they're killing men, women, and children. And I know that we always say like women and children and try to get people's sympathies, but like it's also the men that are out there lifting all this rubble and like pulling people out and you know, coddling these children who are the only remaining members of their families. And speaking of that, there are these bombings it has been confirmed that there have been entire like bloodlines that have just been stopped. Like every surviving member of a of a bloodline of a genealogy, like killed. So like they're not coming back, not continuing. That would be like if me, you, mom, dad, everyone what is that was this a bull died. Um, it is. It's an occupation. It's clone. I mean, Gaza itself is surrounded by like four walls. There's like one exit and you have to get through a check. So 
Israel, I always like to put that in quotes, can shut that down at any time they want. And they did when people were trying to send aid to Gaza, like even UN workers and stuff like Israel has given themselves the authority to like blockade that and not let people in. I think recently it's sort of been opened back up, but you know, and they'll, they'll airdrop leaflets saying, Oh, we're about to bomb because of, you know, Hamas. Um, here's the evacuation route. And then they'll literally bomb the evacuation route. You know, there's videos, um, which if you can't stomach it, don't look it up. But like, I don't want you to think I'm lying. There's videos of, you know, IDF or IOF is what Israeli occupational forces, um, luring children out from behind walls. Um, and this, this isn't just, um, recent, this is like over the last, you know, however many years and then shooting them. They use illegal, they use illegal bullets. Um, they use white phosphorus bombs, which are illegal by international law. And right now what they're doing in Gaza is collective punishment, which is, again, against the Geneva Convention, against international law, to say, hey, you know, Hamas came through our walls and, you know, attacked settlers on October 7th. So in retaliation, we're going to cut off water to Gaza. We're going to cut off aid. We're going to cut off their electricity. We're going to cut off their internet so they can't get why on they, and tell people what we're doing to them. Why did they come through their their walls and attack? Well, I don't want to get on here and like get what say, you know, black and white, whether or not I support Hamas specifically, because there's just not enough information about some people say they're this. Some people say they're that. But the essence of it is they are a resistance group. So, and, and here's the thing. They're more radical than the, um, than the PLO, which was the Palestine. I God, I wish I could remember the name of it, but they were, they were a secular party. Um, yeah, it was like the Palestinian legislature or whatever. So is everybody just being punished because of Hamas? Yes. And not everybody is part of Hamas. No, especially not these babies that are being murdered. So it's a lot like, um, in the uh, not not in its essence, but well, I guess in it's only in its essence, like uh, when uh, Pakistan had, I don't know, when the Iraqi War, when the uh, are you talking about Osama bin Laden? Yeah, when I'm ta- I'm talking about his his people. He was he was located in Pakistan, but. Um, what was his it was the radicals. Af- Afghanistan war was started over 9-11 and the Taliban, Taliban. So, supposedly, but so it was really essence, for opium. Like, but yeah. it's like the Taliban of this war. You, you could say that. Um, I, don't, I don't I don't know that they would necessarily all their views would align. No, but I'm you just could mean say, like as a radical group that isn't everybody. Basically. OK, okay so, yeah, you could say that. But that and. I would say it would be like if the Taliban's bad, so we just bomb Afghanistan. But we did that, and we killed a lot of civilians, just like we did in Iraq. Um, so Israel is taking that approach. Um, so anyone that's trying to make excuses and say, well, they did this on October 7th or this or that, it's like the babies aren't in a war. Ha- Hamas. The babies didn't declare war on anybody. They didn't have anything to do with this. And <clears throat> t- over 10,000 people in like a month now from non-stop bombing and they know who's there because they sent them there i mean gaza is like a concentration camp like i said you have to get through checks to get in or out 
they're surrounded by four walls you know <clears throat> they're only maybe a couple dozen kilometers long and they've packed two million people in there so they know what they're doing and they say it that that's the craziest thing to me is people who defend and deny what israel is doing just go look at what their politicians that are doing it are saying they're calling these people animals they're saying specifically are you know we are cutting off food water and electricity to them <clears throat> they're quoting scripture to try to justify what they're doing to these people um they're like fully saying yes this is an occupation this is uh, like we are killing civilians that is our goal these people are animals like all that sort of stuff but what you stop people to go there's four walls that's so bad what's so bad about what they're doing in gaza they're not doing they're just living there but like that that's the fucked up part is is israel's goal is complete extermination of the palestinian people and that's so they're using it under a guise of the october attack yes and that's the thing it's it's always very suspicious and i, I don't want to get into too many conspiracy theories but it's always very odd they use anything as an excuse and the thing about when they talk about hamas rockets israel has thanks to the united states funding this thing called the iron dome missile defense system it's basically like a giant force field around um the settler territories so like a mat and, and hamas rockets are basically like fucking bottle rockets compared to like an actual legitimate missile like they might make a storefront catch fire or something like that but it's really nothing and sometimes they just fire them up in the air as like a show of resistance or a celebration or something like that and israel will immediately use that or you know something like october 7th of course as justification to okay let's let's move further with this let's drop more bombs let's bulldoze more homes because that's another thing they will they bulldoze the homes that they don't steal um they call it mowing the lawn like go look mowing the lawn mowing the grass they call it that so this whole thing of like no it's just self-defense go look up israel mowing the lawn and tell me why bulldozing palestinian homes is self-defense tell me why when um a western woman i can't remember if she was american or not she went over there lived there for a while and even tried to stop the bulldozing of a Palestinian neighborhood by standing in front of a steamroller and the the person driving it looked right at her because like it wasn't moving the whole, like the whole time I don't think but he had plenty of time to notice her and intentionally ran this woman over with the steamroller and then continued to demolish the neighborhood mm. and that's on video again I'm not telling you to go watch things like that but that's on video that's documented this is what they have been doing it's been a systematic genocide or attempted one at least but they i mean that that's what they're doing you know palestinian people through their strength and resistance are not all gone yet but that's been the goal since 1948 just because of a, a war on creed um no and that's the thing everyone makes it about religion say oh it's just thousands of years war it's just muslims versus jews there's jewish palestinians right there's Christian Palestinians, there's atheist Palestinians, there's Hindu Palestinians, right? So is right? it just for land? It's for land. You're killing babies for land? It's land, yes. You're killing, in general, for land? Yes. And you're and you're making people seem like the worst in order to do it? Mm -hmm. And you're just lying? 
And anytime they kill thousands of civilians, they'll just say, oh, Hamas was using them as human shields. You put them there. You trapped them within these four walls and didn't let them go anywhere. You knew where they were and you dropped bombs on them. I mean, they, they bombed a hospital. They bombed two hospitals now, but they bombed hospitals in the past. But just since October 8th, they bombed two hospitals knowingly. They um, blew up an ambulance and said, oh, it was Hamas ambulance. Shut the fuck up. And you you heard, lie. You heard what company came out as... Uh, for Israel, right? Tons of them. I was going to get into that, too. Okay. Um, but if I miss one, let me know. I'm just going to go over like a few big ones. But here, here's the other thing. What happened right before this, um, and I don't have the names of all the countries, but it's a bunch of like Western countries and stuff. Israel recently made a multinational deal for oil. And now if you track this, look at um, certain countries... Like, specifically, if anyone remembers what happened to Nord Stream 2 in Russia, um, the whole thing with Russian oil where, like, you know, we're trying to isolate them and their response was, all right, you motherfuckers, don't get our oil or you have to pay us in, uh, you know, rubles or whatever, like making it more difficult and reminding everyone how reliant we are on their oil. Um, Biden literally said, you know, there's not going to be a Nord Stream 2. We're not going to let, you know, Russia have control of oil. And then a couple days later, the Nord Stream 2 pipeline that's being built gets blown up. Right? And that's happened in a couple places. A couple places that have been sanctioned or um, have been under embargo or whatever. And as that's happened, Israel has climbed that list of largest oil producer. And that's why... And now that they're at the top of the list, they've made this deal with all these countries to sell Israeli, quote-unquote, you know, Palestinian oil to these people. The problem with that is a lot of this oil is underneath Gaza. Oh, my God. And that deal was pinned very, like, recently before all this shit started going down. And they've said, they've said our... So you're, so... I'd almost venture to like I'd almost venture to say that the attack that happened on what October eighth is o that what you o keep saying? Um, that's when Israel started retaliating. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, the attack that happened the, by Hamas. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would venture to even say that that was. Um. Not a not a full force lie, mm -hmm. but something that was. Uh, what is the fucking word I'm looking for? Like a false flag, or just used as something was well, something that was created behind the scenes to start this, like somebody on the wrong side, mm -hmm. like somebody got into Hamas that was actually on the is uh, Israeli side. And was like, guess what? We're gonna um, we're gonna do this. Like hyped everybody up, mm -hmm. and then they went and attacked. All so that Israel had a reason. Yeah. To go, it's something like that, you know. Well, I'll tell you a couple things that are gonna fuck you up and make you kind of go with that. Um, it was a Palestinian Authority. I think they were more secular group. They weren't really like outwardly like a religious 
sort of group. They were just a go- the governmental body of what was um, left of Palestinian territory, like where Palestinians could live. I think in the 80s or 90s, I have to look it up, it might have been 1994 or something like that. Um, up until then, they were the governmental body. They are the governmental body over in the West Bank, which is the other place where Palestinians have been sectioned off. But in Gaza, they used to be the governing body there. In 1994, Israel helped to create and fund and push Hamas. I'm not saying that there's Israelis in Hamas, but and maybe that group was already kind of forming, but Israel did not like the more level-headed, um, secular Palestinian authority, and they helped to propel Hamas in the in the uh, election I th- again back in like 1994 and helped them um, win that election. And since then, um, Hamas has you know just like Israel knew been the more extremist group or whatever you want to call them, been more radical, been more on the offense and which it's basically defense, you know, but um, and Israel has time and time again used that as justification to bulldoze more neighborhoods and uh, bomb more hospitals and um, shoot more children. So, yeah. And then... um, Fuck, I can't even remember the other thing I was going to say. But anyway, yeah, that that is what's been going on. And let me just uh, go down a couple other things here. Um, <clears throat> so people are doing a targeted boycott. Targeted boycott is basically to prevent what some what people call boycott fatigue. And I, I kind of roll my eyes at that. But, you know, I know that if I present you with a list of three places you can boycott as opposed to 50 you're a lot less likely to be overwhelmed. Also, though, I will say this. Mm-hmm. Why do fucking companies ever come out with what side they're on? Because they're pushed to by their fan base? Well... Because I feel like as a company, it's totally not in your favor to fucking do that. Now, we're sitting here talking about Palestine. Mm-hmm. But we're not some of these big-ass fucking companies either. Like, we still have, you know, the freedom to do that without ruining... Of course, they also know they're not going to fuck up their business, some of these places. Sometimes it's to help expand it, because at the root of all of this, you know, like you said, land and also money. Who's on Israel's side if you hear all that? What do you mean? What is the, what is, you've already said it, but like, who's on Israel's side if they're actually listening? Just any random person? Is oh, it a just specific t- political group over here that's on their side? Oh, basically all all our all of our elected officials are on their side. I mean we have Because it's about oil. Because mm-hmm. underneath it all it's about fucking oil. And then some of these companies are probably coming out because they have some sort of ties to this fucking um this oil deal, some you know, down the line obviously, not it's not particularly about the oil, but maybe about stocks that they have in this shit. And that's why they're coming out for Israel. Or if they have more money to make in, you know, within an occupied Palestine than they would in a free Palestine. Um, It's as simple as that for heartless corporations, honestly. Um, But yeah, we have one, we have one Palestinian American who's actually in Congress. Her name is Rashida Tlaib. And she was recently censured. 
not censored, but basically the same thing where it's like, I think you're given like, you get your speaking time and stuff like that taken away. You're reprimanded and stuff because she was so outspoken about the fucking genocide that's going on against her people in Congress and both Democrats and Republicans, like I always say, got sick of fucking hearing it. And they, in a legal and official way, told her to shit, sit down and shut the fuck up about it. And they're going to continue to send billions of dollars to Israel. And that's how Israel has all these weapons like and bombs. Like we have fucking billions of dollars to be sending. Oh, guess what? We're all struggling over here, can't pay for shit. And you're sending billions of dollars to the wrong fucking people overseas. Mm-hmm. So they can kill innocent fucking people over oil that we cannot afford over here in America because we're all fucking struggling to survive on what pay we do get. That makes a whole lot of fucking sense. You might have a seizure when I tell you what I'm about to tell you, Madison. You know what else they do with American tax dollars over in Israel? Israeli citizens have universal health care with our money, but we can't. Our tax dollars do not go to our healthcare, they go to Israeli healthcare. And Israeli weapons and bombs that are murdering children as we speak. And my Blue Cross Blue Shield insurance doesn't pay for my dentistry. Right? That's just fucking nuts. So, targeted boycott is happening against Starbucks. Starbucks. For one, they are suing... Uh, their union, or the union that represents Starbucks workers, for posting on social media in support of Palestine. Um, McDonald's, who had a recent announcement that they would um, be doing a free meal program to Israeli occupational forces, to the soldiers that are doing these terrible things. Um, And then in the face of criticism, they doubled down with blue and white burger wrappers, the same color as the Israeli flag. Um, And Disney, who donated $2 million dollars and a public donation to Israel and made a public commitment to them as Israel was actively and purposely bombing civilians in they Gaza. They have their money. They have their hands in something. They have their money, their their wallet somewhere mm-hmm. attached to this. And that's the only reason they're fucking saying anything. Because they, if it's so easy for you to find the truth, yeah, it's a lot easier for them to know it. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? So stocks have, stocks have dropped a little bit. I'm not like saying, hey, we did it. So like, keep up if you guys are uh, taking part in this. Stocks have dropped and there have been people describing and or sharing photos of their local Starbucks and McDonald's franchises being empty or nearly empty. Some of these people adding the context that the places they are talking about were known to be very busy prior to this. Imagine just being a worker at Starbucks. Yeah. And being like, shit, (laughs) get paid for nothing, baby. Disney has also been feeling the impact and has been ramping up marketing for their Disney 100 events this year, selling discounted tickets to their theme parks and exhibits and partnering with McDonald's to release 62 collectible toys. They've also been paying content creators in the gaming sphere to record slash stream themselves playing Disney's new downloadable game. Do you know what? What? Since Starbucks came out. Mm Mm-hmm. I have noticed an increase in certain products at my store being sold. And I was wondering why. And I just wasn't connecting it. There you go. Because, yeah. So, um, there are many brands and corporations with ties to Israel, but it can be overwhelming, discouraging, and unhelpful to present people with this extensive list right away and ask them to make such a drastic change in their lives. 
So instead of saying everyone needs to make sure they don't purchase any product from a company who also sells their product in what is called Israel, especially since, hey, they sell the shit in the U.S. as well, and this country certainly isn't innocent, most definitely not innocent when it comes to their treatment of indigenous people as well, um, it helps to centralize the focus of the boycott and divestment. And divestment is what Madison was just talking about. Not only not going to this restaurant, like not only not going to Chipotle, for example, because I think they might be on the list somewhere, on the longer list, but actively going to some, a place like Taco Bell, who doesn't have those ties and who can be seen as a competitor. Um, so there, people are going and getting you know, similar products they would get it at, you know, one of those places that they would be getting from um, the place Madison works. Let's see. So these three big companies have been labeled the big three in response to their direct and more insidious than simply having a business model based on infinite growth and therefore setting up shop everywhere you can, including an apartheid state gestures and actions in regards to that apartheid state. But not listed as part of the big three is Burger King, who in my opinion kind of necessitate the recognition of a big four because they're doing the exact same thing as McDonald's and giving free no! giving free meals to Israeli occupational no! soldiers. Burger King was my baby boy. Yeah, I know. Um, Tell so, me about Duncan. <clears throat> no! However... And they're doing a free donut with a, with a drink on Wednesdays. Dad mm -hmm. just told me today. Yep. Okay. Why do you think? And then... But here's the thing. Krispy Kreme is actually, you know how Krispy Kreme does their fundraisers and stuff? Um, they are doing stuff like that, and the donations are going to relief funds for Palestinians. So actually based Krispy Kreme in that regard. I guess I'm going to have to start eating those donuts. I didn't like them as much as the cake donuts, but I'll do it if, it, if it's to a good cause and it helps take money away from Dunkin'. Sorry, Duncan. About, you fucked about, up. You don't have to say it out loud, but do you know anything about my store? I haven't seen anything your store on the list anywhere. Okay. I think you're good. Um, so if you'd like to see an extensive list of companies to boycott, as well as literature, updates, and other resources to help you stay informed and assist in the cause, visit bdsmovement.net. So that's boycott, divest, and sanction. bdsmovement.net. Also, um, you can visit this website called DecolonizePalestine.com. Um, they have um, resources on the history of Palestine. They have a myths section where they debunk myths about Palestine, Palestinian culture, the history of the conflict, and stuff like that. Um, also, world leaders have been struggling to not say the word ceasefire because for some reason... Um, they really don't want to tell Israel to stop. So you've heard humanitarian pause. You've heard, you know, this and that. Like, hey, guys, maybe, you know, people are starting to really actually give a fuck about this. Because um, I remember just a few years ago on TikTok, which is now the biggest platform to be talking about this, although their moderation is kind of starting to crack down. But it might be too late for that because this stuff is just so widely being shared way more than it was on any all other social that, media all platform. All TikTok has to do is say it in a different way. Yeah. That's what we've always done, is yeah. you just get on and you say it in a different way or you type it out or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, um, shit, what was I going to say? That is, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, a few years ago on TikTok, I remember specifically that it was a 
big deal. Like, it was controversial to say free Palestine on TikTok. Um, and, like, people would make zero videos about what was going on in Palestine, right? They would They would make videos about, like, this and that thing. But if you commented on their video, free Palestine, then they would make a video, and the video would be all about how, oh, um... You know, you can't just go around commenting Free Palestine on Jewish creators' videos because it, you know, it makes us uncomfortable. And it's not like I can do anything about that. And it's like, okay, you couldn't do anything about the way that Hollywood, you know, represents Jewish people, which, you know, some some people are guilty, you know, in Hollywood and in certain movies and stuff of representing certain cultures in a bad light. But you make plenty of videos about that. Right. So if someone asks you, what's your opinion on Palestine and whether you're Jewish or not, whatever you are, I mean, like to make it about that and to still not talk about what is happening to Palestine was so fucked up a few years ago. When anyone that said that is the anti-Semite thing immediately, like that's the accusation that got thrown around. But now people aren't going for it. You see that. You see, like, a, a, a minority of people, especially younger people, like, most young people are not fucking going for this, um, pulling out the anti-Semite card and all this sort of stuff. People are like, nah, shut the f We're not going for that. That's not what this is at all. There's Jewish Palestinians. You're a fucking idiot. Like, fuck you. That's always the craziest part is that, like, Israeli officials admit to and, like, brag about this shit, and people still jump in front of the gun and deny it. But, um, anyway... Like I said, uh, currently with the way the occupying forces have been working to restrict direct aid to Gaza and the West Bank, the Palestinian people at large have been telling those of us who want to help that the best way to do so at the moment is to use our voices, especially when Israel can cut off the internet to Gaza and has anytime they want. Um, so if you feel like you aren't doing enough by just speaking out online and boosting the content of others who do the same, remember that it's what they're asking us to do in this moment and that it's the least we can do. Um, if you want to do something that feels more tangible, you can check with local student groups, um, labor groups, and political organizations to see if and when they have planned demonstrations in your area because huge crowds all over the world have filled the streets in support of Palestinian liberation. And you wouldn't know that if you just watched CBS News or if you just turned on the radio. They say, Israel-Hamas war. Israel has found more Hamas tunnels and this and that. I saw a very insidious phrasing in an article one time. They said... Um, at least 8,000 people have been killed in Palestine since October 8th. But then under that it said um, the Palestinian authorities don't differentiate between civilians and militants. And then they'll say this many um, Israeli civilians have died and this many Israeli civilians. And it's like, okay, so they don't differentiate. So you can just gloss over that and not mention the fucking babies because, oh, we didn't differentiate that the fucking five months old olds weren't militants. Very fucked Sorry. up. Very fucked up phrasing that they're I'm going just imagining with. imagining like a, a baby. Like, like this is so ridiculous that somebody would, well, you had camouflage on. Like, it's that ridiculous. Yes. And, um, but anyway, so... So a couple other things you can do is text the word CEASEFIRE. I think all caps. I don't know if it matters if it's all caps, but that's how it's advertised. Text CEASEFIRE to 51905, and it will automatically put your name um, on a petition to Washington, D.C., to the president to call for a CEASEFIRE. Um, 
because in the United States could easily say, hey, how about we don't give Israel billions of dollars and then they can't fucking do this anymore. And they're not doing that right now. So what does that tell you? Yeah, but where do we get our oil then? That Yeah, exactly. So that's the thing is they want to get those people out of their, their oil goal. Oil runs out eventually, right? Mm-hmm. And they so said you're going to take over Gaza so you can get the oil that's underneath it, right? Mm-hmm. And how do they know oil's underneath it? Oh, uh, you can just do like soil tests and okay. stuff like that. So to get to the oil underneath it that will eventually run out. Yeah. And we'll use it all up and it'll fuck up our ozone and all this shit. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And those motherfuckers will still be dead. Yeah. And Gaza will be gone. Yeah. And, and in another 50 years or so, we will have killed so many motherfuckers over oil that does not exist anymore. Right? I think so. Yeah, like all, most resources in the world are finite. Um, but, yeah, it, it fucking sucks. I mean, they've literally said, uh, the politicians have literally said, our goal is to either push them to the sea or push them into like Iran or like Egypt or some other neighboring state like they've said we we want that is our goal is to just get them off the land by any means necessary and right now the means that they're going with is trying to bomb them all to death I want you to remember if I can get my thoughts about me okay I don't think I can oh okay well um so now that aid is kind of being let back in and just whenever it does end up getting let back in, if you want to help um, financially, you know, with these aid groups to, you know, give food, water, medical supplies and stuff, um, because they there are doctors that have been having to give like surgeries, like fix, mend broken bones and shit on the floor because the hospital's overrun or the hospital's been blown up and they've been having to do it without any sort of anesthesia as well. Like, and they're just trying to damage. I mean, when they shut off the power while they were bombing places, the hospitals that weren't fucking destroyed, I mean, there's people on fucking life support and stuff in there. So now doctor, nurses, you know, like in the dark, you know, what, what do they do? You know, life support's off. You immediately have to start bagging your patient doing manual CPR and just wondering when the fucking power is going to come back on doing chest compressions until you fucking collapse. Um, so anyway, if you want to give to charities that go to, um, Palestinian refugees, I hate calling them refugees cause it's their own fucking country, but, um, there's the UNRWA, which is the United Nations relief and works agency for Palestinian refugees. Um, all these places I have, sources online so just type these words in um which by the way the unrwa before you got here like just a few minutes before madison got here um when i was looking up these places there was an article mentioning the unrwa from 15 minutes before that point that said during this quote-unquote conflict 92 members of the unrwa have been killed by israel they're killing un employees the united nations employees and most, a lot of the United Nations come together and saying, "Stop doing this." Guess who? Do you think who, this is the end of days as uh, we know it in the world? No, I don't. I think don't think so. it's like not the end of days as in like the rapture or anything. But you mean like World War Three? Like an entire reform of the way we're doing things. If there are, if they're killing employees of the UN, mm-hmm. and it's just like cool, 
They killed you don't journalists. Think this is gonna crack the foundation of how everything fucking works here. It could. Here's the thing: like people in the UN, lots of the representatives, and not just now, but for a while, have been speaking out against this. But for a recent example, like lots of people, lot most of the UN spoke up and said, "Hey, fucking quit this!" Right. Two countries usually that are on the wrong side of everything in the UN and always vote together and did this time and said, no, we're voting against the ceasefire. Um, the United States and Israel. And the reason that you would think, oh, why if a majority votes, why don't they get it? It's because the United States has veto power. So if literally every other country's representative in the fucking world at a UN Congress said that they wanted something to happen or not happen, but the United States was on the other side of that and voted on the other side of that, it goes the way that the United States wants it to go. Do you think Jesus is somewhere over there right now? Um, Jesus was Palestinian. That's what I'm saying. And they're, and they're pushing for Jewish people to have housing, so they take the Palestinians out of their own housing, right? Yes. And now they're trying to ruin the, like basically the motherland, Gaza... Right. Well, Palestine, um, that region has been called the Holy Land, and it's actually been a place, and it was a place where many people of different faiths lived in peace before this occupation started. That's where Jerusalem is. Jerusalem is in Palestine. Right. Now, like west part of Jerusalem is like occupied settler territory, but I think like most of Jerusalem is in Palestine, and that yeah, that's where Jerusalem is. That's the Holy Land. So that's um, what I'm saying. Do you? Think <clears throat> You think this has anything to do with Jesus or the end of days? I don't specifically. I do think um, for the... I know it's a little bit more spiritual or conspiracy than you would like to dwell in because I know what we're talking about is very based in reality, is happening, it's realistic. I just tend to wander off for a moment. Now that you've said all this, we mm -hmm. know all this is true, and you've given some of this information to us, mm -hmm. I just tend to wander off at that point and think about those sort of things. I feel you. I, I will say, in terms of faith, that faith is one of the strongest factors and motivators in Palestinian resistance. Um, I mean, you have Palestinian children that stand up against these people. I mean, like that that's what I've been talking about. What else can you do? You yeah. get everything else taken away from you uh, on a dime mm -hmm. whenever some other fucking people decide they don't want you to have water, internet, food, whatever. They just take it away from you. Mm -hmm. It's like what else do you have but the faith? Yeah, but and, faith. and as they're dying, they're saying things like I'm going to tell God everything. They're saying, you know, they fly those warplanes above us, but they don't know Allah's above them. Um you got little kids throwing rocks at tanks. I mean, there was a little boy several years ago who every day, I think before and after school, he would go out and he'd throw rocks at this nearby Israeli tank. And his parents would like, even like strap him to his bed, like stop fucking doing this, which it can be seen as abusive, but it's like, we don't want you to die because we know how brutal these people are. Um, and then one day, you know, he kept fighting and like escaping his house and doing it. And, Eventually, his parents are like, why don't you hide behind a, like a, a big stone or something like your friends are? Why do you got to run out to the front? And one day when he was running out to the front and throwing rocks to the tank, the Israeli soldiers intentionally turned around and murdered him. So. Jesus Christ. Anyway, um, yeah. UNRWA, like I said, uh, the PCRF, which is the Palestine Children's Relief Fund, Islamic Relief, 
and the Palestine Red Crescent Society. Um, those are a few places you can donate. And remember, decolonizepalestine.com and bdsmovement.net. Not bdsm.net. Sorry. Sorry. It's very it's a it's a very deep conversation. I'm just trying to lighten up a little bit. Well, that is um all on that topic for now. I just wanted to, like I said, reiterate my stance on that, give some more information and some more context um about that subject um for those of you who hadn't, you know, gotten that education yet, and I hope you further that education and come to stand against the occupation and genocide against the Palestinians. And now we can move forward. Okay. All right, so a little bit um, more news, definitely not as heavy um, or as serious as, you know, what's what I was just talking about. Um, Madison, have you heard anything about Susa Sniper Wolf? Sniper Wolf? Yeah. I don't know who that is. Um, She is a YouTuber. Oh, that girl that wears all the scantily clad stuff and plays video games? Yeah, she doesn't even play video games anymore. She just, re she just makes reaction videos. But yeah, with the glasses and the black hair. Um, I'm going to call her Leah because her name is Leah Shalesh. And I don't want to call her a sniper wolf this whole time. Um, so just a quick rundown of who she is. Uh, her name comes from originally she had a channel called Sexy Sexy Sniper. Um, she completely denies that that's her, but it has the the fucking name and looks just like her and sounds just like her and is actually fucking her. Um, and then when her and her husband made the channel Sniper Wolf, he was playing video games and then she would sit there with a either with a controller and you could see her her thumbs weren't doing the right shit that was going on on the screen or they would keep her hands off the camera and she would act as if she was doing it to be like ooh gamer girl and then if you check the tags she was literally putting in sexy gamer girl hot girl like stuff like that like that is what she wanted people to be looking for um some of her things that she's done I, don't, I can't remember I don't know what to call them um bigotry just like instances of you know little racism transphobia here um ghosting a critically ill fan who was a child she had like a nine-year-old with cancer whose like basically dying wish was to spend to spend some time with her and instead like she didn't just ignore him like she responded to the kid who i think it was it was like a little girl and said oh yeah i'd love to meet you and stuff like that and then continue to either postpone or not respond wow until they died i'm i think the kid is dead now yes and i don't think that she ever met them um also a few videos that have come up recently that were still on her channel until recently when um she deleted them um she would make omegle videos back in the day you know omegle yeah um where she was offering pictures and this is in videos um, telling young boys that she would give them a picture of her boobs if they twerked for her. And these boys were somewhere between the ages of like 8 and 12. And she was like, the little guy. I want to see the little guy do it. Um, and then watching a video on Omegle of what someone who alleged to be a 16-year-old flashing. Um, but recently, what she's been doing on her channel is just sitting and reacting to videos and reacting is like a loose term to the point that many people are saying her content is not transformative enough to fall under fair use guidelines.
because a lot of it is just her sitting, watching, and either repeating what someone said in the video, reading the caption, just going, oh, wow, shit like that. Um, and so a YouTube veteran, Jax Films, um, decided to start making videos parodying her and eventually made a one of his users, or one of his viewers, I mean, made a bingo game. And so he was on Twitch playing Sniper Wolf Bingo, where it's like so many um, things that, cliches that she would do in her videos that they were able to make a fucking bingo game out of it, where it's like, oh, there she is doing the shaky cam effect again. Oh, there she is going, oh, no, there she is using her baby voice again, like all, all that sort of shit. Um, and he did it for several, for like a few months, like the channel would exist for like a year, but he had do, been doing the bingo for maybe a, just a couple months, I think. And she would kind of respond to it every now and then respond to his criticism on like Twitter or something like that and accuse him of being a sexist and this and that. And then people would be like, no, because he's gone after male reaction YouTubers before and they were pulling up, you know, the receipts of that. Um, and so eventually, and this was like October 14th, I think this happened. Um, she went on her Instagram as Jack was uh, doing a lot, doing a Twitch live stream. He wasn't playing bingo. He was playing like a Jackbox game or something like that, you know. Um, went on Instagram, put up a poll and said, should I, should I visit Jack's films? He lives... Uh, 15 minutes from my shoot because she was at a photo shoot or something like that. And then, you know, 15, 20 minutes later, she posts a picture of the outside of his home on Instagram and tags him and says, let's talk like adults. And they actually, someone went and captured the, um, I guess someone that was recording it because he like deleted the VOD off of Twitch. Someone that was, I guess, screen recording it for later um, released a video of the moment that he found that out um he was playing and he thought people were joking you know there were people like on the discord call or whatever with him and they were like dude she's outside your fucking house right now and he was like what are you talking about like he thought it was funny because you know people say that i'm in your walls i'm outside your house shit like that and like no dude look and he goes and looks at her instagram and, he, and he, you see like the horror on his face as he sees a picture of his fucking home and she has like six and a half million i think followers on instagram and like 34.1 million subscribers on youtube and she's been like you know coronated as like you know basically this youtube queen ambassador they have her at you know their events on stage and stuff like that and um act like she's some awesome content creator when she doesn't really do shit um and so and a lot of those fans you know the are people that you know are in love with her or whatever you know like weird dudes or yeah. kids like that and it's like oh so let me show all of those freaks especially the ones subscribed to my instagram that always want to see pictures of me and my titties um who and who might be in a parasocial relationship with me where my biggest critic lives which is against youtube's terms of service um for safety reasons um you're not allowed to dox people on or off the platform however youtube took a week to respond and then basically just gave her a slap on the wrist said oh we're going to temporarily demonetize her channel people have been had their whole channels like taken down or have been like permanently um demonetized deplatformed by youtube for much less for just joking about 
um, doxing YouTube employees in response to someone doxing the person that made the joke and not seeing any punishment. Um, but she got a chance to like, they gave her slap on the wrist. And at the same time that they made that announcement of the slap on the wrist, she posted a bullshit apology. And then she started posting videos on her second channel, which was still monetized. And she, even after saying, Oh, I deserve this punishment and stuff. Well, if you think that, why are you still going and trying to make money? And then once that channel got demonetized, because YouTube went, oh shit, just like YouTube, when everyone made a big fuss, like, hey, why are these videos from like, you know, a few years ago of her being inappropriate with minors still on her channel and monetized videos? That's pretty fucking crazy. She got the chance to delete those before YouTube took her channel down for that. Because they're aware of all this, because they're coordinating these things. And so after um the second channel got demonetized, then she said, oh, I'm going to, I'm, I'm taking a mental health break. You know, I'm a person too. Has been her response. Wow. Um, and YouTube said the the behavior on both sides is not anything that we want to see. Both sides. That's fucking crazy. So yeah, um, Jack, he can't he he can't he made an official response to what she did, and called on YouTube to deplatform her. And you know, like I said, it took a week for them to even respond. And then recently he came out again and said he was gonna continue playing bingo on the twitch channel but it was going to be about what the whole thing was about in the first place which is crediting creators because one of the main things that leah did was um or her editors did whatever it was coordinated crop out the like if she's watching tiktoks like crop out the usernames and stuff like that or like stop the video right before someone in the video made a joke and then she would say it like it was her own joke Cause like people in his chat were like going and watching the video to make sure and like, bro, she stole the fucking joke. And he's like, you're fucking kidding me. So he would pull up the real video. It would get to the end and they would say what she just said verbatim. Fucking crazy. So, so his new series, his new bingo series is about crediting the creators. (coughs) I sent in one of my videos. It didn't get selected. Boo hoo. Poor me. Um, I'll try again next time where he and his council will watch videos from smaller creators live on stream and give constructive criticism and talk about the things that they like as well as obviously the exposure of showing it to uh other people so good for him um i hope that he and his wife uh whether they have to move or whatever come to a place where they feel safe one more bit of news there's a new elvis documentary coming out based on priscilla presley's book Mm -hmm. priscilla and the director, Sofia Coppola, are currently being slandered um, by Elvis fans and Lisa Marie Presley, their daughter, who is, um, has died since, um, didn't like that the movie was being made either. Um, they're being slandered for sharing her experience as a 14-year-old being pursued by a 24-year-old um, because it makes Elvis look bad. Um, so, yeah, even Lisa Marie, like when she was alive, she was saying... That her mother, who this happened to, just didn't understand all the nuances of the situation. And she didn't like this was going to make her dad look bad and stuff like that. Um, Elvis fans coming out and saying a bunch of gross things about Priscilla. It's like, does she not have a right to speak up on this? And the movie isn't all about that. It's just kind of, it's supposed to be a documentary showing like the good, the bad, and the ugly made in coordination with someone who was one of the closest people to him so are we supposed to gloss over the fact that 
how old she was when they got together and the situation surrounding that. I guess because that would make him look bad. Well, newsflash, it kind of is bad to be a 24-year-old pursuing a 14-year-old. Um, so that's really all all I had to say about that in terms of news. Okay. And now we can get into other stuff. Like we have an all-encompassing episode. Can I talk today? All-encompassing episode. I thought that you were the one that had trouble speaking. You've, I will fucking you. <laughs> you've infected I'm me. I'm so sorry, but you've been out of town, and I've been doing these podcasts. And by the way, at least the one, the first one that I filmed without you, mm-hmm. or recorded without you, has done better than a lot of our episodes have recently. That's nice. I, I just uh, I listened to it yesterday. Alexandra and I listened to it together, actually. Did you like it? Yeah. I wouldn't Informational. mind. Yeah, I wouldn't mind having Carrie back on. Yeah, she's awesome. She's dope. Um, She and I could probably have lots of fucking woke ass conversations you know yeah um i really like a lot of the stuff that she had to say so yeah we've had news we've had gifts we've had this and that so now it's time to talk about like you said earlier where these gifts came from yeah boy all right you ready i'm ready (coughs) are you are you sick it's complicated it's complicated you better not get me sick no no i'm not sick so Luckily, I had video scheduled through the first week of November um, because I didn't get much recording or editing done while I was up there. Like uh, when it came to content creation, I leaned a lot harder into streaming because um, I brought basically my whole my whole office setup up there aside from like the green screen and the desk and shit, right? But I brought like the desk pad, put it on the coffee table. I had everything, um, but I just never really got in the groove of like editing because I mean the couch was like where I was sitting. It was like a good deal. Like I would be like hunkered, you know, over the thing trying to do that. And I just never got in a comfy groove. Plus we were traveling and and doing shit like that. So again, luckily, (laughs) um, I just had a video come out on Saturday. Um, and that was the last one. So like I'm toward the end of editing a video that's supposed to be coming out Friday. And I really got to get back on the ball there. Um, but anyway, like, uh, I streamed, Games like Pokemon Infinite Fusion for over 13 hours straight before finally defeating the Water Gem. Alexandra and I completed a 24-hour stream that I didn't label and that YouTube didn't like. Um, It was real weird. Like, my likes disappeared off of it. Yeah. And then I wasn't able to access it. Like, it was there. Like, it had the title and everything. But I think because it was too long or something, it wouldn't let me look at it. I couldn't download it. I couldn't do anything. So, the first few minutes of that aren't available because also i forgot to hit record for a few minutes but we streamed for 24 straight hours i think we would have got better viewership and stuff if i had taken the time beforehand to give it a proper title and uh, and tag it and stuff like that so it would be more discoverable but it was fun um and i finally beat all the challenge levels in peggle deluxe to become a peggle grandmaster first peggle grandmaster to do so with a tummy ache and a sore throat all of that and more will either be available in the Maniacal Archive on YouTube or will be soon. Um, these days, I'm mostly streaming at twitch.tv slash maniacal, but I do stream on YouTube on the final Friday and Saturday of every month. Now let's talk about Indiana. Did you know that White Castle has impossible sliders? So take that, Crystal. Yeah, are they good? They're good. 
they are good. It's they're almost better with all the shit on them. Like I tried them without the stuff and it wasn't as good. So I was like, I guess I like the fucking pickles and big ass fat onions and shit. Okay. Um, there was a local Indian place called Taj Mahal that was really yummy. A uh, local sushi place that had the best sushi I've ever fucking tasted. We had to do with a long beard, like eight feet tall, deep voice, good shape, and told us about they like they had this secret sushi menu and stuff like that. And I had something. God, I had a sushi roll. I can't remember everything was in it. It was like asparagus, sweet potatoes, avocado, stuff like that. Like all kind of rolled into rolled into one. Maybe with some cream cheese too. Like it was really fucking good. Um, Alexandra liked what she got. And yeah, the food there was good. Um, I can't remember. Oh yeah, they had a pizza place. I don't know if I told you about this. They had a pizza place called Azip Pizza up there. You did not. Um crazy shit so for me they had um vegan alternatives for pepperoni and sausage um and cheese but they also just had crazy shit like you could get manwich on a pizza you could get tater tots on a pizza oh yeah all sorts of shit like that they had like really good cheesy bread and shit uh it was great so all, one, one, one other thing, it's it's not weird to be a Bears fan up there. Like, it seems kind of random, some dude walking around in Mobile with a Bears jersey. It's understandable because Alabama doesn't have a national football team, but most of the time, if someone is a fan of the NFL down here, Saints. it's Saints. Maybe Falcons if you get up, like, northern Dolphins. Alabama. Dolphins, yeah. Just, like, mostly Gulf Coast, uh, Southeast-type teams, whereas uh, I'm a fan of, like, the Ravens and the Bears. But... One thing that is funny, um, oh, well, the reason that is is because the Bears have a relationship with the University of Notre Dame, which is in um, South Bend, Indiana, uh, and that's pretty close to Chicago. Like, even where we were in Terre was, like, three hours away from Chicago. It was an hour away from Indianapolis, where the Colts are, but, like, three hours from Chicago. So it's, it's not weird to be a Bears fan, but it is funny being a Ravens fan because... The Indianapolis Colts used to be the Baltimore Colts. And just one day with no announcement, they didn't even they didn't tell their fans, they didn't tell fucking nobody. They packed up on a bus and drove to Indiana and they became the Indianapolis Colts and left Baltimore without a football team for a few years until um, 1996. They came up with the Ravens, you know, because Edgar Allan Poe was from Baltimore. Um, I always think Edgar Allan Poe is from England. And the, yeah, yeah, kind of. Because you're from fucking England. Like, don't fucking lie to me. You're and a gothic poet. You're also related to Nikola Tesla for some reason. Oh, he was? That's, no, that's I, no, cool. I, no, I'm just saying. Oh, because he looks like it. Like, yeah, yeah. it just seems like that's what should be yeah. the case. Like, Fall of the House of Usher, the Telltale yeah. Heart, like, Did stuff you like watch that. You Fall of the House of Usher? Not yet, but I oh want to. Oh, my God, it's so good. Like, I watch it twice. You expect things like that to be in, like, a, a British accent. Yeah. I get it. Um... But yeah, I remember being at a restaurant and I got asked by the restaurant manager if I hated the Colts. And I'm like, I'm just trying to eat my fucking eggs Benedict. I don't give a fuck about that. Like, um, and so the big thing that we did was we went to Chicago on an anniversary trip. Yeah, big, big city. Jo- biggest said, city I've you, ever fucking been yeah, in. Yeah, when you said that's a big city, I went and looked at the numbers. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, how much bigger is it than Atlanta? So much fucking bigger. Yeah. And we haven't even seen all the parts of Atlanta. Nope. I've never even, I don't even think I've even been downtown Atlanta before. 
Like yeah. that, I, I'll, I'll see like big buildings when we're up there, and I'm like, is that the start of downtown? He's like, no. He's like, this is that's just a random. F-. I'm like, that's a big ass building to not be downtown. What are you fucking talking? And then when I went and looked at those numbers, yeah, I was like, this is a big fucking city. It really is. Um, because I've been in New Orleans, I've been to Atlanta, never been somewhere like this, never. Um, so we got in Saturday night after chilling in the Airbnb for a while. We went to Chinatown, first Chinatown I've ever been to. Pretty cool. Um, to get some dinner at a vegan restaurant because that's whenever we travel, we don't have many of those down here. So I, I go on Yelp and I just type vegan. And uh, we had a it was a vegan Chinese restaurant, of course. We had their vegan versions of Kung Pao chicken, orange chicken, and beef and broccoli. Did they have vegan <laughs> crab rangoon? Oh, they did. It was so good. They it used, was? They used pumpkin. Very creative. It was delicious. Pumpkin for what part? For the for the crab flavor. Like for for the for the filling. The main part of the what filling the was fuck? crab was pumpkin. Yeah, they were very creative. With yeah? what they did. The Kung Pao chicken, I think, was uh mushrooms. They just dressed it up and like Alexander does not like mushrooms, but she ordered it and she she really liked it. That's dope. Yeah, so after that, we went home and settled in uh, the next morning, which was the 15th. I thought I'd catch the Ravens game on the TV because they were playing in London against the Titans. Um, so it started at 8 a.m. our time before we left for the Bears game, which would be at noon. Um, we had talked about getting some kind of breakfast or brunch before that, but I was content to heat up my beef and broccoli and eat it while watching the Ravens game. Um, but I wasn't able to access the game on the TV, so we ended up going somewhere for brunch anyway, and I pulled the game up on my phone. I enjoyed watching the Ravens beat the Titans when I wasn't looking out the window of an Uber or eating my banana nut French toast with chocolate chips. It was so good because you could add toppings. And I was like, well, I got to make it taste like mom's. She called it monkey bread. Apparently monkey bread is also another thing. But in our house, it's not that. It's, it's chunky, not. It's yeah. called chunky monkey bread is yeah. what she called it. It's not and pull it's apart. It's banana yeah. nut bread with chocolate chips in it. And it's so fucking good. And it's best served warm with butter on it. Mm hmm. So we were on a tight crunch, thanks to how busy the restaurant was and the nature of traffic that day, but we made it up the stairs into the stands just in time to see Justin Fields run out as his name was announced. I was, I was like tugging on her while we were going, babe, babe, look, it's Justin, it's Justin. I was fangirling so hard for Justin Fields, I swear to God. Did you cry? I did. I, I cried. I, I will admit it. Um. So this is before I knew what I knew about Duncan, but... Justin Fields does have the, like he's a sponsorship or the Bears do with Dunkin' Donuts because I guess they're a big deal in Chicago, Illinois. When we were when we were first driving into Chicago, and I was greeted with a billboard that he was on it holding a coffee, advertising a deal. I basically burst into tears. I'm gonna admit it because I'm not you. I, I don't live in a football town. And You're not used to having celebrity football players just around the fucking corner. Yeah, and it's him. You yeah. know, it's like, this is his fucking city. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, it was so crazy. Alexander's like, baby, you're crying. Oh, my God. Um, But after that, that's kind of where the excitement died. It was all downhill from there. Um, the, the, the officials were kind of fucking us over, but the coaches made sure that we couldn't just blame the officials because the plays that they were calling were also terrible. The O-line kept falling apart, and it eventually led to Justin getting hurt, and he is one of the toughest football players we've ever seen. Um, for example, when he played for Ohio State, they played Clemson in the college football playoffs, and someone 
hit him so egregiously in the ribs that they got ejected for targeting when that's usually reserved for the head. And for the rest of the game, he's getting on like the exercise bike and you can like, ah, like open in his mouth, just like in pain, yeah. but not getting out of the game. He proceeded to throw like five fucking, like I'm not bullshitting, like four or five touchdowns with busted up, like possibly broken ribs that night and beat the fuck out of Clemson. Um, We've seen him get sacked and he's like on the ground. Everyone's running over to try to help him up. And he like does a couple pushups and stands up like he's, he's tough. He's a fucking leader. And of course, the one game I get to go fucking see him, he gets injured. Like, yeah. Dislocates his thumb on his throwing hand and is out of the game. And he hasn't played for the last month now. It was like a pussy thing, though. Like, compared to all the other shit you said. Well, I mean, compared to like tearing oh, yeah, an ACL. Yeah, broke, broke his fucking ribs and he was still on the bike and fucking beating people's ass and then it's like i dislocated my thumb well yeah that's because it's not a pain thing and he wanted to go out it's a it's a performance thing because if it was on his left hand or if you know he had strained a, a muscle or hurt a rib or something like that i'm sure he'd be like i'm good let me play um and they may or may not because it's it's a little less out of the player's hands at that point if it's a serious injury but when's he gonna be back um maybe next week the Bears are playing Thursday night football tomorrow night, but he's not going to be there. Um, so he might be back because if you after you get a Thursday game, that get that means that you played Sunday night and Thursday night, and then you basically get ten days off before you got to play football again. Um, so he might be good by then, um, but the Bears season is basically already over. They've only won like two fucking games this season um, because this one was not one of them. Um, he had to leave the game. Like I said, that um, the Bears were very clearly going to lose, so we left a little early and got me a hat from a merch stand. But then while we were finding our way out, they started mounting a comeback. So we hung out and watched the Jumbotron from outside the stadium. Then they turned the ball over, so we started walking again, and the crowd caught up to us. Now, speaking of the crowd, Madison, it fucking sucked. Yeah? It fucking sucked. And this was a divisional game against a team with a similar record, against the Vikings. And they didn't have their star wide receiver. Um, so you would expect, let's go in there, let's be fucking loud and proud, rowdy Bears fans. We got to beat these fucking Vikings and move up a spot in the division, right? Right. No. No. The Bears fans of that game were miserable and dim. Like, like I said, it's a divisional game. And no one around us seemed very pumped. They didn't try to add to the action except for the occasional third down. Um, they just sat around complaining and waiting on something big to happen. Like literally it was like first down, second down. And then if it's the third down and we have a chance to get them off the field, then people kind of start getting loud to help out. But it's like, maybe if you had been doing that the whole fucking time, yeah. you might be a little more helpful. Um, when Justin got hurt, many of them took the idea to indulge in the idea that it was an omen for his stint as the quarterback of the bears. Because he's always just had haters coming out of the fucking woodwork for some reason. And some of them even said the backup was better just because, well, at least he's airing it out more. Because he was getting rid of the ball quicker and, and, and stuff like that. Because there were instances where um, I need people to remember that the, that the players on the field don't have the top-down view that we do. Right. And they also have 360-pound men trying to murder them at the moment trying to flatten them um so when you see oh dj moore's down the field passing dj moore justin sees 
um, the fact that he's running for his life and, again, does not have the same top-down view that you do. So it doesn't mean that he fucking sucks. It means that the play fell apart very quickly because the offensive coordinator sucks and the offensive line sucks. I'm not saying that he's perfect, but he's not being put in a very good um, situation. So he got hurt, and people were like, oh, man, we get to see Tyson Bagent, man. I think uh, he could he could be the guy. You know, he's better than Justin just because he was throwing it quicker and stuff like that. Um, but then when the backup failed, you know, he uh, dropped the snap or he, he threw a pick and all that. He just, you know, kind of threw the game away after that. Uh, then they started saying we need to fire the head coach and draft a new quarterback. Oh, we got to get, oh, we got to tank and get Caleb Williams in the in the first round. So you motherfuckers don't know shit. I just want to They're know They're so fickle. I want to know this. What? You know, you hear, like, the announcers and shit when you're on the TV. Do you hear them in the stadium, too? No, there's a, um, there's an in-game guy on the, on the PA. Okay. We'll just be like, and another Bears! First down! And people are supposed to join in on that chant. We didn't get a lot of chances because there weren't a lot of fucking first downs, but, uh. The Bears fans seem to have one game day tradition, apart from being huge bummers, as far as I can tell. Uh, there's a bridge that goes over the walkway to the stadium and it creates a tunnel. So when you're in that tunnel, the fans take advantage of those moments of condensed and echoed sound to chant Green Bay sucks over and over on the way to and from the stadium, no matter who the opposing team is that day or how the game went. That's funny. We played Minnesota that day and fucking lost and it was very ugly and bad and our quarterback got hurt and even walking away from the game, Green Bay sucks. Green Bay sucks. Who fucking started that? Sad. I know the Packers like their biggest rival. The Packers have also just, I mean, probably gone something like 14 and two the last eight seasons against the Bears. Like, it's it's terrible. The Bears have trouble beating the Packers. Um, But, yeah. Anyway, during the game, I started to feel unwell. I attribute it to the sun beaming down on me during a cold, windy day, which led to a Dewey Cox and rehab situation in regard to temperature. While I was wearing, while I was worrying about Justin and listening to the people around me make light of his injury, so I was just like, maybe it's just like a mental thing. Plus, it's it's supposed to be cold there, but the fucking sun, because we were sitting a little kind of high up, and the sun is just right there on my fucking shoulders and shit. So I originally was in there in like a hoodie and a jersey, and then we were getting there, and I was like. Oh, wait, I forgot to do the thing that everyone else around me is doing, have the hoodie under the jersey. So, like, literally, Alexander was like, all right, let me help you. And, like, my belly's fucking coming out and stuff on the sidewalk. It's like hundreds of football fans are walking past me on their way to the stadium so I can swap the jersey and the hoodie. <laughs> um, but then I ended up taking the hoodie off and sliding it out of the jersey because I got hot. Um, but this weird feeling of illness kind of persisted in the serve yourself french bakery we walked to after the game i had to think about what pastries i might want to eat in the future when i was selecting them because i wasn't really hungry at the time and my stomach was starting to feel weird my head also started to hurt while we were there um then we got a ride back to the airbnb where i struggled with like you know when you just feel like heavy like just like and like nausea for a while before turning into a fourth grade science fair project um that poor fucking airbnb bathroom uh, sadly, we had to cancel our anniversary dinner that night. Like, I was trying so bastard. fucking hard. Like, I was vomiting 
and then like wiping my mouth and like going and like putting my pants on and then doing it again and going and put my shirt like trying like putting on my cologne and everything like wanting to fucking go and then just having to run to the bathroom again and throw up and so I eventually had to admit that I I wasn't able to um so while I was vomiting apparently Alexander checked the fridge that night and found that the owner had been keeping the temp higher while the unit was vacant to save on their power bill um we didn't think to look for that when we came in from dinner the night before and stored our leftovers so i microwaved and ate broccoli and uh soy based beef substitute that had been sitting in a lukewarm fridge for several hours on sunday morning it's also soy which you might have an you might have an issue with soy i don't usually i don't it doesn't usually make me Is sick it like usually this soy based stuff that you're eating a lot of the substitutes that eat, uh, have soy in them somewhere i think um which i mean soy isn't like the best thing for people but uh yeah um, but it doesn't usually do that. But yeah, Alexander checked the fridge. He's like, this stuff is not cold. So, you know, um, so that information made it pretty clear that I may have been suffering from food poisoning. Um, so once I was done scrometing, I got in bed and Alexander went to the store to get some medicines and sports drinks to keep me alive. One thing that made me feel real shitty was basically right. Like after I said, I don't think I can go anymore. I didn't vomit again after that. And I felt like shit. I was like, maybe I could have gone. But the truth is, you know, no, I had gotten comfortably still in bed. But anytime I tried to get up on my feet and walk around, I started feeling weird again. So it wouldn't have been good to test that. I probably would have vomited all over our server. Um, so we came back to Indiana the next day and I continued to struggle with abdominal pain, which led to a lack of appetite and a lack of rest. I was also emitting and receiving a lower amount of heat despite the lack of a concerning number from the thermometer. So Alexandra always calls me a space heater. Um, but like my hands were cold. I was like cuddling with Riley and like wasn't really feeling the heat from his belly that I usually do. And I'm like patting him on the belly and stuff. It was really weird. And then whenever I like rolled over on my side, after a while, it would almost feel like a pooling sensation. I, I, I started getting scared that I was, like, bleeding on the inside for some reason. Like you I, always do Like, that. I had, like, fucking torn something from You're all like, the vomiting. something <coughs> on the inside hurts. I'm bleeding out. Yeah. It was just a very strange... I hadn't felt that feeling before. It wasn't It wasn't as painful as when I had that gallstone attack, but it was up there. So, by the next morning, we were both worried enough that we agreed it was time to take me to the ER. Um... And they found out that I needed fluids very badly. And of course, the job of introducing the, uh, let's say, the apparatus that would deliver these fluids to me was assigned to a nursing student. And this has happened to me before when I got my blood drawn um, whenever I was working at a hospital. It was a nursing student and it went bad. This also went bad. Um, was it an IV? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, it made it sound like it was a catheter. No, I mean... it. Technically, it is under the umbrella of catheter, but yeah, it's an no, IV, like IV catheter. Yeah, IV catheter, not urethral catheter. Yes. Um, so this nursing student made the worst mistake one can make in that situation, aside from experiencing a muscle spasm and putting the needle through my eyeball. Uh, and then the the actual nurse who came over and told her what she did right in front of me, and I was like, maybe you cannot fucking say that. I don't she need to. the vein or something. Uh, the B word is what she did to it. Blew it. No. Ah! It happens. Yeah, it happened to Even me. To, like 
experience. They blow veins. Okay, veins I'm not blow. I'm not trying to like be mean against nursing students. It's just crazy that at least twice in my life, when something involving that, and especially in my situation with the BBIP and like how woozy I get and like nauseous and like anxious, oh, Michael, Michael. that two times it has been an inexperienced person and I've been their test subject in this situation, and both times they have fucked me up. So. Yeah, I almost threw up, and I had a bruise on my right arm for the next two weeks. Uh, but, yeah, the nurse helped her try out my left arm instead, but, like, quickly as fuck. So she told her what she did. They finally took it out because she started, like... Digging? Ugh, I hate when they do that. I'll trying to get that. some catfish, you yeah. know? I like I just tried to avoid the word fish, and then I said fish. <laughs> she was doing that, and so they've got it out. And they said, all right, we're going to try the left arm, which I had advertised her. I said, I have a bleak blue one right here in the middle of my left arm. But I also told her about this. And the nursing student said, I think I want to go for the left. And then like 30 seconds later, I guess that she forgot and went for the right. So they said, all right, we're going to try the left one. And I was like, right now? Like, I thought they would give me a minute to fucking recover. No, left now. What the fuck? Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> they go over um, and they do that. And... I literally get Alexander to go get me an Emmy bag, the green thing. And I like, because I, I almost, I felt like I was going to throw up. I didn't. Um, I got like that weird metallic feeling, yeah. you know. And um, then once that was over, things got better. I got fluids and pain medicine before getting a CT scan to find out if I was in fact internally bleeding. Because it also like certain things in the bathroom were like darker colored than usual to a thing where like, or to an extent where it's like, oh, people say that when it looks like that, this might be a worry. So I was worried. Um, but I wasn't. I just really needed fluids. So, you know, we didn't really need to pay for that fucking CT scan, but it's okay. Um, so basically what happened was my intestines got swollen from all the forceful returning of food back through my body. Um, they sent me home after a while with just uh, some Zofran in exchange for an unused cup of my piss. Because uh, my, it was before the CT scan results got back, I think. Or maybe even before I went to the CT scan. And I had to go to the bathroom. But I knew that usually they try to take a urine test. Especially if they want to see if you're, if you're possibly bleeding internally for some reason. Um, and so I took the cup to the bathroom with me and peed in it. And then we just like sat it on the nurse's you know, little workstation in front of the computer. And then when we left, we just like left it there. Like, I don't know. We didn't know what to do with it. I was like, did we just leave it there? She's like, yeah, they'll dispose of it. I was like, that's still kind of fucking crazy. Did they ask you to? They, it yeah, they, okay. they gave us the cup because they were like, yeah, they'll probably ask for it. You know, they always do that as soon as you pee and didn't have a cup. So they did that because it was better to do it just in case. But I just think it's kind of funny that they didn't end up needing it. And the, we just left and there's just a cup of my piss there wasn't that a, the nurse there never needed to see. There wasn't one of those see. little like dumb waiter th doors? Mm-mm. No. So the nurse never needed to see my piss, but she did. Um, so, yeah, got got personal. Uh, they also recommended that I continue the use of ibuprofen and Tylenol like I was for pain to manage the pain and swelling. Um, so that is what I'm going to tell everyone so far. Obviously, much more happened, but, you know, well, you there's were, many episodes to talk about that. While you were gone, I had a few gigs. Okay. And I um, took the time to record a couple podcasts without you yeah so the first one was um 
Ancestry and Appalachia. Appalachia, yeah. Um, and that was with my dear friend, Carrie. Shout out, Carrie. Thank you for holding it down. Helping Madison hold it down. Yeah, and she's she's very educated in witchery. Mm-hmm. And you should totally go check out that episode. It looks to be pretty popular among folks. That's cool. Um, and then an episode that will air tomorrow, not y'all's time, but right now time. Um, <laughs> on Octo- on November 9th. Yeah. I did an episode with uh, my guitar player, Michael, mm-hmm. and Marley, <coughs> his partner, his uh, love unit. I don't know what to call her. You just call her a partner. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a thing. Uh, girlfriend. Sure, if they're down with calling each other that. Um, and we had a good old time. We talked. We played a game. Uh, by the time this is coming out, I guess it'll be... It'll be like a week after It'll be that known. One. So we played a game of um, guess how this band, or guess the band name based on how they came up with it. Oh, okay. That's cool. Um, and then we talked about a really weird experience we had um, for our first gig ever. Mm. And we talked about how we got into music, both of us individually, and then how we found each other. Oh yeah. Uh, and then Marley had a little segment in the beginning where she talked about how she just got her um, upcycled clothing into a cool hippie shop um, in town that used to be at the flea market. Nice. A crystal and hippie place. Um, and yeah, it was a fun little uh, podcast. Not nearly as educational as Carrie's uh podcast fine you got but you got one of each and just talking and we had a great time and i'm glad you're back i look forward to hearing that one because i don't have any more friends <laughs> in town at least i am back for the time being <laughs> obviously um alexandra will have more assignments in the future and there's probably going to be assignments where i'm with her the whole time um, and I'll have to find things to do. You'll find, or it'll be during a hiatus. It'll just be a longer hiatus than usual. Or we can figure out. I'll figure it video out. calls and shit like that. I think, I think I like having little podcast friends. Okay, that's fine. Over. You call it the friend-sized podcast. The friend-sized podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah. I mean, she was uh, she got, she was going through offers for places like Arizona. A place in Washington, North Carolina. She's just kind of combing through all that and seeing what's best for her right now. But um, she did accept an extension. We were originally supposed to come back together, um, but she accept she accepted like a four week extension in Indiana. So she met Dad halfway, and he brought me home, me and Riley home. Um, and then she's gonna go visit her sister for Thanksgiving once she leaves Indiana, and then she'll be back down here for December and she's talking about um January probably being when she goes to a new assignment if she finds one that is suitable and also accepts her um, by that point so very cool yep very cool well anything else for tonight sir I don't think so I think this was uh kind of like I said all encompassing since I can say that word now Michael came Um, back and he just had to vomit all over the mic I told y'all last week He'd be back with his big ass mouth. Yeah, I was looking forward to it. 
it looks did I hurt your feelings? No, 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 no. <laughs> you stopped talking. No, I, I just don't I didn't know what to say next. Um again, if you didn't write those things down, you don't remember um just kind of rewind to the beginning um and you know, write down those resources I gave, text that number and stuff like that um to help out the Palestinians. Uh the Family Size podcast stands in support of Palestinian liberation. So Yeah, boy. Free Palestine. Free Palestine. All right, and I think that wraps BDS it up. BDSmovement.net. Yes. Decolonizepalestine.org. Fuck. All right, guys. Go back and rewind and look and make sure that uh, you got it all. So thank you. This has been the Family Size Podcast. Once again, I am Michael. I'm taking my name back officially. And I am Madison. And we love you. I almost said, and this is the Family Size Podcast. I'm Rusty. Stay sexy out there. <laughs>